Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we assemble to explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our sixth season, we are looking at The Avengers. I'm Andy Nelson from the Next Real Film Podcast. And I'm Pete Wright, and y'all from here on out, we're just blowing crap up. <laughs> Pretty much. Today, we are talking about Minute 104, which begins with the blue beam and ends with Thor confronting his brother. Back on the show, we have Ewan Graf. Hello, Ewan. Hello. Very excited to talk about Blue Beam some more. <laughs> oh, yes. So much Blue Beam. So many Chitari coming in. Uh, just, just so much stuff happening. We didn't even get Tony. It's just, this is really the invasion. We're going to really show New York under attack in this minute. And that's really what we get. Uh, it, you know, aside from there's, we see shots of people down on the streets below, aside from the glass that Tony knocked, uh, you know, or I should say Loki, but really that fell with Tony when he fell. Now there's all these destroyed chariots, all sorts of stuff that are coming down on top of people. And everybody kind of stops, looks up and sees what's happening. And uh, yeah, this is this is kind of the start of the attack. Uh, what do you think? How does this play as far as like the way that we're watching the Chitari take on New York City? Poor taxi drivers. So many taxis are blown up. So just, many, so right? So many. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, I love the introduction to this minute because I think the architecture of this particular shot where you're looking up at the tower and the beam and debris is falling from the sky and out of the debris come three Chitari, Chitari skiffs. I think that is a very cool shot. And then we reverse angle to now we're, we're looking at them blowing up streets you know it it suddenly feels more like a set on that particular uh shot to, to me which is a little bit rough some of these some of these shots are a little bit rough um i like how they move into handheld when they're kind of running through the street you get a little bit more of the wartime footage weird cut on our waitress we do see our waitress again and we're handheld following her until we have a quick cut to a a lockdown shot <laughs> pushing up to her face looking through the window which is very strange to me uh and uh, then we also get the coolest uh shot of the minute which is the camera locked down in one of the taxis rolling over and i think that's cool so i overall i give the introduction to the battle scene a thumbs up i you know let's blow more stuff up <laughs> Let's blow more stuff up. It's interesting that you call that out as a taxi that gets blown up. I actually don't think it is because we don't see any. Yeah, we don't see little, a, a the, clock or right, the any of the stuff. Thing. Yeah, I you're think right. it's just a car that gets flipped. But it is. I mean, I called this out uh, when we looked at the the trailer at the end of Captain America: The First Avenger. Like this, to me, is a shot that has always stood out as like that is a well architected shot to have that rolling car, you know, blown up reacting to the explosion and do that full flip all while the camera's locked down inside of it for sure um uh, jumping back i do want to start this is where some of my issues with this um begin because you know we've talked a number of times about moments in this film where it does feel smaller than perhaps uh it should as far as kind of scope and the way that it's constructed and certainly this was something we noticed in stuttgart where when you cut to some of those really wide shots and you see traffic going by it's like why is why are people just driving if all of this stuff has just been happening here and these you know police cars are getting flipped over and stuff it's just like there are moments that sometimes make it feel like they they didn't capture the scope of all of this. And sometimes it's just the production style itself. And when we cut from, as you point out, that shot of the three chariots racing toward the camera and the one blasts right at us, we cut to that shot that I can't help but feel like 
it's artificial. Like it just feels yeah. something about the uh, you know this is the supposed to be the uh, the Park Avenue uh, viaduct that we're on right here, but it just feels it feels like a set. And I guess first off, like the cut always bugs me because we're coming from looking at the the top of Stark Tower, and then we cut and we're like street level suddenly. It's a weird cut on action from the the Chitari from really high to like ground level. But then just like the way that it's it's moving through that shot, it just all looks uh, very artificial. Are there moments in this that that feel that way for either of you where it just kind of feels like artifice? I mean, Pete, you alluded to that a little bit. Yeah. You and how about you? I'd say it will be in an upcoming minute. There's a moment with Hawkeye uh, that really stands out to me where like the way he shoots, it just feels like he's just, there's nothing there. He's just on a green screen. <laughs> and right. Here it feels like that this might might be not something um in the background there and you're just on on a locked off set like the way that the cars are also parked kind of limiting off that more people come in it feels very set like that is unfortunate but I feel like it, it it somehow also loses momentum a bit because of the uh perspective shifts where like we get uh shooting from one to the other direction and then we cut not to a reaction from someone, but just like from the blast going a different way. And it just feels a bit messed and thrown together. So I like the individual destruction moments. I feel like they, they are great, but they're so in sequence of each other that they feel a bit repetitive and artificial, like within the, the narrative here. Yeah. You know what's so interesting? There's a shot, the shot immediately before the lockdown in car shot that we like is actually really, really good. Like, it is a great shot of chaos and destruction and feels like I'm there. Like, it feels like I'm the there. The slow-mo one you're talking about. Y- yeah, where the car is kind of up and there are people. You can see the people, like, kind of looking around and, and, like, running from panic, doors blowing off of taxis. There's something about that shot that looks in place, unlike many other shots in this sequence. And I, I don't know if it's a function of just using a super long lens and getting nice and far away. The depth of field works just right for me. It feels like I'm on a street. And, you know, after the lockdown shot, when we we see the people running by the camera and looking up and they're on the viaduct, it it feels to me like now we've we're in a glorious set and there's it there's nothing I'm no longer in in New York. It it definitely just doesn't feel like New York anymore. And and it's sad. Well, maybe that's because we're not. We are in Cleveland, in fact. Uh this, <laughs> this was <laughs> this was the set that they built um over uh, you know they they pitched this idea of filming this in Cleveland probably because it's cheaper and easier rather than New York and they built this uh you know this uh, viaduct here, this whole set that they could use. But there is something about it that always just feels like a set. And it's just one of those things that, I don't know, always strikes me funny when I'm watching it because it never reads as a real location, even though it's modeled after a very real location. What I like the most about it is like at uh, second 14, we get that sort of the flip car shot. But very much in place is an ad for Mercedes. And that car is untouched. (laughs) And to me, that is just perfection. For, you know, the MCU <laughs> that likes to place Mercedes ads in there. Or Acura, actually. It's because that's, oh, that's what Tony's. Yeah, it's that's Acura. an Acura. Yeah. But, yeah. It's Tony, Tony's ah, Acura. Tony always that's loves those Acura. so Acura's. good. It is very funny. That's really funny. It's pristine. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, we see that bus earlier. And I mean, it's an Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater ad, which is, uh, you know, certainly 
a New York thing, but it is interesting how they choose to kind of throw these uh, ads in as needed to try making it as New York as possible. Yeah. I, every shot, every explosion is now sparkle mode. Do you notice that? <laughs> yeah, there are so many sparklers in this thing that it, it feels like I kind of get what they're going for. But it, that that's another thing that I think takes me out of it. It doesn't feel like legitimate destruction. Well, especially like the one like right at around second 2021 that's off yes. the side of the viaduct down below. And it's it's almost like a firework work going off yes. like it has so many it, of those sparkles shooting up and out that it just feels less explosion it feels like i'm more, at an amusement park yeah but it feels yeah. like we're watching a, a show at disney there's also an explosion and then the people all walk towards where that explosion came from but like, <laughs> oh, right. they didn't run away they kind of go into that similar direction so, they yeah, really exactly. do. You're right. Yeah. I've never noticed that they're running <laughs> through the tables to get to it. Yeah, run to We're the explosion. We're never going to make it. Let's end it now. <laughs> <laughs> run into the fire. <laughs> oh. uh, that does give us, though, uh, you know, it's a, it's not a bad camera shot you have. And it's it's that shot that we were talking about, Pete, with the, the family that runs past on the viaduct. But we're on a fantastic jib shot where the camera actually comes off the side of the viaduct, comes down. Over And I don't know if it's a, a jib or a wire work. I'm not exactly sure what they're doing, but the camera starts coming down toward the cafe. And it's, I mean, it's kind of a nice little move that they have here before we cut. I think there's probably a cut in between this uh, uh, Tatari uh, Rose Pass at 25 because it's like a nice blend that almost covers the entire frame. Yeah, we cut right to that shot where we're down on the ground with them. Yeah. And then we cut back up, which is interesting. It's like that you you can see there is a universe where the jib shot finishes and they interrupt it for some reason. But we're still moving away from the viaduct yeah. uh, from that road and, and to follow and then cut down close up to them into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is odd that we have that cut down there. I wonder if it's just yeah. because the um, the explosions are like in covering the people up. I'm not exactly sure. Or if they, this was really maybe a moment where they were wanting to bring us in to give us a little more connection to the people, because this is our waitress. This is Beth, the waitress that we briefly met in a deleted scene toward the beginning of this film when she is working at the Pershing uh, Square Cafe, which is where all of this is taking place and serving Captain America or Steve Rogers. And they have a brief conversation about the Stark Tower and Stan Lee's cameo is would have been there. And he tells her, uh, Steve, after she walks away, ask her for your number, her, for her number, you dummy. <laughs> and so it was a cute little moment, but you know they largely cut all of this story with Steve and Beth uh, out of the film. But this is really our first opportunity to really spend a little time with Beth. So I thought we would do our IMDb game with Beth the waitress. That's right. <laughs> Ashley Johnson, you two. Um, I know you don't know. Oh, yeah, you, you I, know. I didn't know. Shot. I didn't know she had Beth's story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's much more to her than you ever would have guessed. But right around 36, you get a good shot of her looking through the window of the Pershing uh, Square Cafe as she's watching the destruction. That is Ashley Johnson. Any sense from either of you um, what? else ashley johnson might have done where um she would be on imdb for i ask this as if i'm actually expecting either of you to know well i i know i know one and it's because i'm currently super obsessed with it 
Okay. And now I want to play the uh, reverse IMDb game. Do you know which Ashley Johnson property Pete is obsessed with right now? I, I bet I do. So what are you going to, are you going to give it a shot? I, I, I'm i going to say you're, it's The Last of Us, the video game. It's absolutely The Last of Us. I'm obsessed with everything about The Last of Us. I'm in the middle of watching the show for the second time, making my wife watch it with me. And I love the game. So uh, yes, now that I am back into the fold of the PlayStation uh, universe, I'm playing through all the games and they're uh, still so good. And Ashley Johnson, Johnson was the voice of Ellie. Yes. Yes, indeed. Lachlan would hate me. I was just, I just want to bring this up. You should have had <laughs> Lachlan here because he's played The Last of Us, I think, 13 times. Uh, oh, wow. He's wow, a big huge fan. fan. So he would have known it. And oh, fantastic. Can we just agree that this part is not like, Lachlan is just like locked from it. It's just like a gap for him. <laughs> he he cannot listen to this. Member only chapter, yes. right? Yeah, he can't hear this. Just for Sorry, him. Just, just for him. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Ashley Johnson, yes. The Last of Us as Ellie is one of her four IMDb known fours. Good job there, Pete. It's all I've got. And this. Also, this film where she's the waitress. Uh, she was also in 100 episodes, which is where probably more people know her uh, from the TV show Blind Spot. Um, that is the, um, the one with um, uh, Jamie Alexander, who was also in, the, um, in Thor. And has popped up a number of times. I'm so embarrassed. I just looked her up, Andy. I'm totally cheating. And I'm this is as embarrassed as, uh, frankly, Ewan should be for not catching The Last of Us. <laughs> I am so embarrassed by one of these entries. I can't believe it. Is it this one? Is it Blind Spot? No. Is it Fast Food it's, Nation? Because that's the fourth no. one. No. Okay. It's Critical Role. Mm, okay. Yeah. That's another TV show that she's 323 episodes of that show. 323 episodes of the of the game it's it's a youtube uh, you know property and the folks over there are amazing and ashley johnson is ah <laughs> yes is that the the dnd uh, uh yeah live stream yep. youtube channel yes it is right amazing 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 323 episodes and I, I you know even like she is one of the early early people like even matthew mercer only has 347 episodes and he's the dm so uh she's been doing that for a long long time and uh that show is uh, very funny if you're into very long form D, this is great I, feel, I can't believe that i feel like this comes down to just voice actors uh just being a bit underrepresented and underappreciated a lot of time that they don't really get to be the forefront of a lot uh, of stuff although she's ha she has a ton of credits in, in and now i'm cheating as well in tv series and games and in so much so many things uh but but yeah i am still embarrassed we need to move on <laughs> okay yeah totally <laughs> but that's ashley johnson uh certainly a uh a, a face that a lot of people probably recognize unfortunately for her as we have talked about her part is largely excised from this film which is sad because it's an interesting story it would have made uh for some more powerful moments between her and steve later in the film but that's what we get. So she is here. She's running from the Chitari, and she and a bunch of other people run into the Pershing Square Cafe where they hide and uh, watch as everything gets destroyed. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, largely this minute is about the destruction. We do get a moment, and this is where we have part of a, a deleted scene here. Loki walks up to the uh, the landing pad at uh, at the penthouse. 
magics himself uh, back into his full outfit, so now he's in his uh, horny outfit, we'll just call it. <laughs> um, but we get this weird deleted scene here of a very brief conversation that he has with the other, where, um, you know, it's, I don't know, he kind of pops up, and the other is, uh, he lets him know that my time has come, uh, there have been some, or he asked, the other says, have you know, resistance? And he says, yes, but we'll pick them apart. And then the other asks about the rest, the quote, common throng. And Loki just says, we'll mow them down. And that's pretty much, it's it's a weird scene. I, I'm guessing that it would have been interrupted by Thor's arrival, which we also get in this minute. I mean, in the scope of deleted scenes, uh, does this, is there any realm where it would have been good to keep this in? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually wondering if there's any realm where is there another category of deleted sh- scene where it's just not even that they shouldn't have that they shouldn't have cut it. It's that they probably shouldn't have even shot it. Like it's kind of a lot of work for a little bit, and it's totally useless. Yeah, so much makeup work that you have to do. So much makeup. Work. The only thing I can think of that they're trying to do here is trying to remind us that the other is a part of this story because we're not really going to get the other again. And so I'm just wondering if that was if there was some reason to kind of keep the other in, but I don't know. You know, what's, what's interesting. And I think one of the reasons that I think the shot doesn't, or the sequence doesn't work is that um, the way Loki has to manifest that he's now in a conversation with the other happens as his body just kind of, and it almost looks like he's channeling the other, which is a different kind of mechanic than we're used to from the rest of the movie. And because we don't have the opportunity in such a short scene to actually go into conversation mode that that I just I just don't think it plays. And it yeah. seems like others recognize that. Yeah, it just it it feels weird to have it in here. Like this and weird it would be very weird to take Loki out of it and put him into that weird shadow zone, right? That would be a very strange thing to do in the middle of a battle. Well I think it would have been akin to Loki's conversation with the other when he was sitting in the dirt in the underground bunker in where yoga, it was kind yoga of, pose. Yeah, where <laughs> like that sort of conversation where it was just kind of that mental connection between the two. But still, it just doesn't make any sense. I do, however, like the fact that Loki uses Tony's landing platform as this, like, dais to kind of view the war. Like, it feels very, like, that to me, I think, is a fantastic little moment that we have here. Yeah, it's a, it's a very kind of General Patton sort of <laughs> looking over the, <laughs> over all that we hath wrought kind of a scene. Yeah. Um, that does bring us to Thor's arrival. My first question to you two, how does Thor know where to go? Remember, last time we saw him was in the field, and he retrieved Mjolnir, doubted his powers, and then grabbed the hammer and took off. Um, but again, like, no one has communicated with him. He was left in a field, and uh, I just, I, is it the blue beam? Is that blue beam. signal? Like, yes. Yeah, blue beam, obviously. Yes. Of course. Okay. Go to the beam. He's a moth to the beam. So he's been flying around uh, the East Coast looking for any sign of Loki and finally sees the beam and goes, aha! Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going full beam. All roads lead to Rome and all blue beams lead to the Stock Tower mm-hmm. in New York City. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, even if there wasn't a blue beam, like this is the Thor who was able to ride lightning and land on a flying airplane. Like, he can he can navigate. Okay. That's all. It's also funny how he just drops in from as if he wouldn't be flying <laughs> no. in like horizontally. He just comes down like, whoop. <laughs> he just falls. Yeah. Right. Like he was up by the blue beam, like up by the hole. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I'm just going to drop down there. It's it's all funny. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we're going to get this brief conversation with Thor and Loki, and we'll talk more about it in tomorrow's minute. Um, the the only other note I had here, we can uh, certainly leave the rest for tomorrow. But it's it's the the moment where Thor tells Loki, "Turn off the tesseract," and I just I kind of <laughs> chuckle at that because I'm like, it's not like a light switch. It's it's a weird. Does it seem like the kind of idiot Thor like saying something like that? A hundred percent. Wait, you can't just turn this off? Like that just feels like what a silly, what a silly question. You see what's going on right now? Do you think we wouldn't have tried to turn it off? Yeah, it's it's so funny. Like I it just it I don't know makes me chuckle when when we hear him say that. But all right, well, um, again, Ewan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, remind everybody again about your podcast. Yeah, uh, we uh, do a weekly podcast about new uh, movies and TV releasing every Tuesday. You can find it on YouTube, on Spotify, and all of the popular podcatcher apps. So go check that out if you're interested at all in film. We cover it all. Fantastic. We'll have the links in the show notes, everybody. You can look there and find everything that you're looking for. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow for Minute 105. So, Pete, thanks as always. Ah, oh, maybe tomorrow Andy will wear the horny suit. <laughs> I'm wearing it right now, Pete. I don't know if you can tell. But. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is Message to the World by Anthony Vega, and this season's show art is by Winston Yabo. Find the show at truestory.fm. If your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, please consider doing that for our show.